0: The Raptors Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptors Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. It is time for the first ever playing game in Toronto Raptors history. Raptors take on the Chicago Bulls tonight at 7 p.m. And I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong and my good friend of the program, Big V, Vivek Jacob of Raptors.com. What's going on?
1: Nothing much, man. You got me hyped with that intro. First ever playing game in Raptors history. I'm ready for this now. Hold on. hold on. Stop what lying. What is happening you with V's mic, man? What is no, with the line? Alex,
0: look at V's mic right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hold on. Why is You got to hold dipping? it up for 30 seconds while I why? fix the mic. My oh, yeah. Goodness.
2: yeah, yeah. Why, is v, uh, why is V dipping, man? No, shout out to V for joining us. As Will mentioned, the uh, Toronto Raptors taking on the Chicago Bulls tonight at Scotiabank Arena. 7 p.m. Uh, we're going to get to... Th- Talking about teeing up the game, obviously, uh, a little bit later, but also lots of other stuff happening in the NBA, especially last night, the first night of the play-in. A um, couple of exciting games, I guess. I guess, guys, we could start with the Atlanta Hawks upsetting the Miami Heat, 116-105, so they've got the seventh seed now, which means the winner of tonight's game will have to go to Miami um, for a for a rock fight on Friday to try to end Udonis Haslam's career. Uh, I was actually a, a you know Rogers employee supporting the Blue Jays yesterday uh, at the Rogers Center, so I didn't get to catch this game. Mm. Uh, saw the highlights. It seemed to me that Heat culture just got outworked. Mm. You know, Clint Capella, twenty-one boards. Atlanta out-rebounded them, sixty-three to thirty-nine, twenty-two to six on the offensive glass, twenty-six to six edge for Atlanta in second chance points. Uh, was was that the takeaway from yesterday's game? Atlanta just outworked them. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I think Atlanta jumped on the Heat early. Uh, it was pretty clear that Atlanta. Um, was not going to capitulate like they had in previous games against Miami, you know Obviously you think back to last year's first round series you think about even this year in the in the regular season The heat won three of the four matchups um, No, I, I thought Atlanta came out really strong um, and they, they played a really good team game more than anything else like they had a lot of guys Step up and contribute off. I mean they had four guys off the
2: bench that scored double digits. Oh, I wish we we need that tonight
0: We're gonna need that tonight. Need I think this tonight. is one of the themes of the play-in right? It was just mm. like all these, you know um, because, look, your number one option is probably going to be neutralized to some degree. That's where the game plan is going to happen. You're going to need other guys to step up. And, and they got great contributions in the first half from guys like Sadiq Bey, for example. And Yaka who who threw down a whole bunch of lobs and, and was, a you know, forced in, down low. Even though some of the rookies was, were contributing, like Jalen Johnson, threw a couple of lobs, made a couple of athletic plays himself. Um, and, of course, Bogdanovich is solid. Like, they, they just outplayed the heat the whole time. And even though um, Miami was able to cut it down to, like, a single digits a couple of times... Uh, mostly because Kyle Larry was going off um, that the the Hawks were just consistently able to deliver answers. And even when they didn't, they got 22 <laughs> offensive rebounds, which does feel like a very repeatable thing that you can do to Miami because they are just small across the board. Like Bam is playing center, right? He can get outworked. Um, but it's more importantly that he's just surrounded by a ton of guards. And even when they come off the bench, it's like Kevin Love or like Cody Zeller. Like, so yeah, if the Raptors end up matching up with Miami, uh, if they win tonight, um, you know, that's a, that's a formula that the Raptors got to capitalize on, too. But just well played to Atlanta, man. I, I just think that, um, you know, I, I think they're obviously a very mid team in terms of the results, but at the same time, like the talent on the roster, sometimes when you watch it work, you're like, OK, like this is this, this pretty good in terms of what they
1: have here. So, um, yeah, congrats to Atlanta. What about you, V? Yeah, I thought it came down to like, obviously, you mentioned the offensive rebounding, but they couldn't contain Trey Young or DeJounte Murray at all mm-hmm. right and so when you get that consistent dribble penetration I mean the Raptors have had those kind of problems all year then the whole defense breaks down because they have to collapse and and then that's when you get the athleticism of Onyeka and Kongwu and John Collins just getting on the offensive glass and yep. uh, really beating them up and so I thought that was like the primary source of all the problems and then obviously um good strategy on the part of Quinn Snyder as well Uh, to know that that was going to be a big advantage for them in this matchup, Uh, and they exploited it. It was was funny because, like, going into the game, someone asked me, you know, who would you rather face between uh, Atlanta or Miami if the Raptors were to win against Mm -hmm. Chicago? And I was like, I I don't feel great about either one, but when you think about Atlanta's guards and their ability to just constantly blow by guys, I was like, I'll take my chances with Miami in that rock fight.
2: You know? Yeah. Yeah, Kyle Lowry, um, this was a Miami Heat high uh, his two years there. 33 points. Yep, yep. Um, great performance from Kyle. I, I don't.
0: How many other playoff games has he even had 33?
2: Like, yeah, this might be one think. of the five times he's had 30. In the, I can in, think
0: in the of playoffs. a zero. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Wow. We don't need to do this. Well, I'm man. just going oh,
2: the num- I'm just going from the start of the numbers. Like, One hundred to zero. <laughs> quick. Oh my yeah, bad. God. My bad. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So Kyle had 33. <laughs> I Yeah. He that. had
0: great, he had he had a okay. great score. No, no slander to
1: Kyle Lowry tonight, man. Oh, okay. He was the only he pl- who played well last night. <laughs> I'm literally highlighting him. <laughs> no, right that up. was vintage Kyle, though. He mm-hmm. was like, yeah, yeah, He had a shot going. He was able to drive and get to the basket. He had mm-hmm. a couple of those, you know, those typical like I'm going to bully my way through and just force my body into everyone, bro. No, I up. don't know how he does it. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> but <counts>. it works.
2: <laughs> Apparently it works. This guy uses every part of the body to get to 33, man. I respect that. <laughs> yeah. I respect that. No, they didn't get the game they wanted from from Jimmy too, right? Like you figure in a one game, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, no, he was, was 6 of 19. And, you know, I, I guess Boston Celtics fans can, can breathe a sigh of relief. I know there were some parts, you know, of the fan base that I guess it's just Bill Simmons that was fearful of, of seeing uh, Boston-Miami in the, in the first right. round. Um, so Atlanta's going to play Boston. Uh, let's do a quick uh, two minutes on this. Like, is there anything interesting about the series to you guys? Because to me, I feel like Boston's just going to take care of business. I feel like they're just a different level of team.
1: Yeah, I think Boston's a flat-out better team. the I mean, perimeter defense is so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and again, when it comes down to containing that dribble penetration, now you have Marcus Smart and Derek White. Uh, and, you know, we'll see what the health status of Jalen Brown is with his hand. And when he's able to come back and play, but I still feel like they're just gonna have too much firepower. Yeah. Is that gonna go anything
2: more than five games, Will? Um, I hope so. Just because I I do think
0: that um I don't know. It was interesting watching Atlanta yesterday because they had the kind of depth that I think is another underrated strength of Boston's is the fact that, you know, when they go to the bench, there isn't as much of a drop off and they're able to sort of win all 48 minutes in that way. And so I mean, if Atlanta's bench can play like this, then that will keep them competitive. Um, I do see them struggling to create certain advantages just because, I mean, like, compared to, you know, Miami's perimeter defenders, whether it's Struce or Hero or, you know, Vincent or even Kyle at this age.
1: Mm. Um, Atlanta didn't even shoot the ball well. They were 10 for 40 from three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, luckily they got a whole bunch of offensive rebounds, so they're good. (laughs) Okay,
2: this is what the refs need to do tonight. (laughs) Yes, and and, possession battle, baby,
0: against against Miami. But no, I I I do think that yeah, I mean like they're gonna have a lot harder time like getting free against Marcus Smart or getting free against um you know Derek White and those kind of guys. Um, but I mean I, I really want this to be a good series. You know, because okay. I, I am looking at the Eastern Conference playoff picture and like aside from Cavs, um,
2: Knicks, mm. I'm looking at like kind of lopsided series. Yeah, yeah, so, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's enough time for the East play in game. Okay. Um, no, the, the game of the night last night was was the classic at uh, at Staples. I'm not calling it crypto, man. Um, mm. Lakers, Wolves. It was wild, too, because this was LeBron's first play in slash playoff game in front of a full crowd as a Laker. Like he has not played. A single game.
0: When he he hit the, I saw three rims and I shot from the middle It was like a
2: half-empty type crowd. It was still restrictions. Wow. Wow. And the other run was in the bubble, right? Of course. And that was it. Right. And in between, Dennis Schroeder has been a Laker twice. Um, and Bro, he was excellent last night. He was he was amazing. One of the greatest celebrations and AD had to go and ruin it. So Schroeder hit, <laughs> Schroeder hit the go ahead through a great pass from LeBron to right on that yeah. final possession. And the fourth quarter was hilarious. Like, like, I think cap picked up his fifth foul with about nine minutes to go. Mm. And you know, the, the wolves were in control pretty much the whole night. They're up almost double digits. And then the wolves went scoreless for six minutes. And they had two field goals over an 11 minute span. The Lakers came back. It was a tie game, and then Schroeder hits the goal ahead three, does the ice-in-the-vein celebration right in front of the Wolves' bench. Oh, yeah. Should the, someone on the Wolves have also punched Dennis <laughs> Schroeder? Because that level of disrespect. Like, I know Austin Rivers was debating whether to catch that fine because he was standing
1: right there. Hey, but, but he pretended like he couldn't see it. I know, he but was... that's even worse. Like, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It was so bad. He literally looked up into the air like, I don't know what's happening right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was so disrespectful, man. Like, should someone on the Wolves have done something? Chris Finch said before the game, "There are a bunch of fighters." Like, quote: <laughs> Wait, He did say no this. No way. No, no this way. was he a direct quote. This? Yeah, oh, he did wow. say this. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just like. Or is it, that a technical? I, you know, no, I was se- not a technical. Okay, man. what? I'm not even. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be. You know, Ben Taylor, but like yeah. they they call those taunting fouls like after dunks. We're talking about why, why that, we, well, that should have been a game winning three. Yeah. in the play in. Like yeah, that's you should have let that slide. No, man. No technical. This man's man. dancing right in front of another man's bench. What if Pat Bev does that tonight, man? How would you feel? I need Matt Devlin to step in. I already <laughs> you told would, you, man. If you man, would feel listen, a little differently. Yeah. Um, anyways, no, sure. he hits the three. Looks like the game is done. Mm-hmm. And then they find Mike Conley in the corner for this like just prayer shot and then A D fouls him. First of all, agree with the foul? Uh Hit him after, after the shot. Foul. It was hit a soft him after foul. the shot, right?
0: I, I don't know if he landed in his landing space or not. Mm-hmm. It was a great pass to get Conley so deep into the corner. It's like the deepest part of the corner possible without yeah. him stepping out of bounds or on the three-point line. Um I think the issue was AD didn't communicate the switch well because he just like lingered for a split second when they sort of split off of each other. And in that scenario, you had to like switch everything to to avoid the three. And so he ended up fouling. I mean, it's similar to the play that he made against Maxi Kleba. In the regular season, when the Mavs had, I think their last win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think they had one more win. Yeah. By that, the way, but...
2: speaking of the Mavs, oh, now, I saw Nico Harrison do a press conference yesterday. Yeah. He was like slandering Dorian Finney-Smith. He was like, he was like, uh, you know, he's a great spirit. He's got, uh, he's a great teammate. But our defense was pretty bad when he was here as well. Like he's just making excuses. Right. Wow. Never hire a Nike executive to run your team. I think is the lesson. Oh. No, I they I uh, got put Nick in there. Yeah. But on. yeah. Anyways, anyway. so AD's had a history of like. No, I mean he's had out, that. that. Even
0: when Steph hit the, I saw Warriors fans bring this up, but way back when when oh. Steph hit a game winner against them, uh, the Pelicans, when AD right. was there that's in like right. 2015, AD like fully tackled Steph. <laughs> Steph made the shot anyway. Somehow they didn't call the foul on that. Okay, that's bad. Um, but yeah, no, I mean I just think it's bad defense on AD's part. Luckily they were able to go over really overtime. AD really wants to
1: be Chris Bosh, eh? Wants to get that Danny Green block. Damn.
0: I mean, I guess. <laughs> By the way, that was that's one of the. You're, I'm happy you brought that up. That is one of the greatest blocks I've seen. Yeah. Like just to not foul. Like you, yeah. And he like grabbed the ball on the way down too. I yeah. mean yeah, mm. honestly Chris Bosch for the Heat was was elite. So 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 too for the Raptors, but
2: yeah. To a lesser degree. Damn, where were we going? Um no, but V I wanted to ask you too. So Conley goes to the line, right? Right. And I was I was thinking like going to the line having I to make three. three free throws mm-hmm. yep. to tie the game that's got to be the most stressful thing in basketball I feel oh like. it's got to be and like you saw the first shot right yeah. like it, it hit front rim and then it bounced yeah. his in. his face was so tense. yeah so I, I was actually rooting for him really hard in that moment because i yeah. don't want any player to be in that situation where you know he becomes like yeah you know scapegoated for for the loss but you know i mean thankfully three.
1: it's a vet in Conley, so whichever yeah. way it goes mm-hmm. like you know he'll handle it you know as opposed to like if that's like, a super young player, and that's their first playoff experience. If that was cat. If that was any other <laughs> player on the Timberwolves. The, <laughs> the,
2: <laughs> <big meow. laughs>
1: the big meow. I'm calling it the big meow from the. Oh, man. He got that cat in him, man. He got that cat in him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he makes but, three. Yeah. the three. Yeah. The irony was, like, that was literally the first time the Wolves went to the line in the second half. Oh, I saw a lot of complaints about
2: that too, like big market, small market, but also like the Wolves
1: didn't get to the basket. Yo,
0: I, they
2: didn't draw contact.
0: No, there was a stat that Kevin Pelton brought up on the hoop collective where he said that for the last like nine minutes of the fourth quarter and, um, the Timberwolves didn't take a shot closer than 22 feet from the rim. Okay, oh, right. there we go. <laughs> <test>. I mean, <laughs> Kevin Melton, the American Joel. No, that's, that, that's, that's incredible, right? Yeah. So, like, no, of course, they just they had really sloppy execution. But, I mean, I, it's funny because I didn't
1: feel like the Lakers played like that great either. But oh, they were, they were I mean, terrible. The fourth quarter was disgusting. Yeah. Both, yeah. It was both sides. It was like, fun, It was though. just turnovers. Yeah. It was, it was like watching a college
0: game, to be honest. Yeah, no, they like struggled on basic things like inbounding the ball. Austin Reeves just straight up couldn't inbound the ball Yo, for a while. Didn't they, they both? switch yeah. up LeBron they both on to gave the inbound. The, they
2: both gave the ball away before yeah. those final possessions. No, yeah. le-
0: legit. LeBron's like, okay, yeah. you know what? I'll do the inbounding.
2: And he gets to the inbound <laughs> and he throws it
0: away immediately. So <laughs> it's like there's also that play where LeBron couldn't catch the ball and then, like, dove. Oh, to, like,
2: yeah. It was just a basic pass up court. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and even
1: to end the game, they turned it over and Torian Prince had yeah. the three that could have tied it. I wish oh, he hit by right. three, man. I actually wanted to see double
2: overtime. Yo, <laughs> they should have swung it to Conley, man. But I know Prince was shooting well from the field. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, who do you think Rudy Gobert was rooting for at the start <laughs> of overtime, <the> though? <laughs> yeah. but no, because the two scenarios is <laughs> like, on, no, if the Wolves win, the narrative goes that, you know, we don't need Rudy Gobert. The Wolves don't need. Rudy in a must-win yeah, game. Yeah. Mm. Who do you think the Wolves are rooting for? Because, you know, they, they lose, and now they got to come home. Go Bears probably waiting for them at the airport because <laughs> he's trying to be like a really good teammate now. Mm. He's like Yo, he's let me, got, let me grab your air package. Yeah, for everyone Let me grab your bag Kyle and all that stuff <laughs> And now they got to have practice today or tomorrow and then you know got to welcome Rudy back uh, You know for Friday,
0: man. Shots to Kyle of Kyle Anderson by the way, man. Yo, you know what 13 heard, assists four steals four blocks That's my stat line from last year. All time. jokes Not aside
2: kidding. and Chelsea is uh, Chinese descent. Everybody should look that up like, Yep. Yep. He's a really solid player, man No, for and sure. And he's way more Very vocal then I think whatever his personality is like, because he's like slow-mo and like this yeah, this quiet yeah, yeah. dude, but like yeah. he's a real vocal leader, I feel like, yeah. on that team. Yeah. So respects to Kyle, man. Anyways. Is he the Asian dad of this team? He might be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Asian dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say something there. Anyways, Lakers now are going to play the, the Memphis Grizzlies, and I think that's going to be pretty interesting. can wait. Because Dylan Brooks yesterday, V, said – Quote, I wouldn't mind playing LeBron in a seven game series. Oh, my the goodness, legacy. Man. Dylan, man. <laughs> by Why? the way, by the
1: way we're going to be updating
2: things. you on Dylan Brooks and Thanasis throughout oh. the playoffs. Um, he said, quote, the legacy is there. For his first time back in the playoffs. Uh, knock him out right away in the first round. It'll test us good. They got good pieces, good players. That'll be a good first round matchup for us. Um, how are you liking this matchup, Lakers, Lakers, Grizzlies, V? I definitely
1: want the Lakers to win. Like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm tired of the Grizzlies, man. Like, ooh, yeah, they just, yeah, yeah, let's go. It's okay. just so much talk at this point. And it's like, they it's just a lot of pre-celebration as keep... well. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And then it's like a lot of running up the chimney. And I'm like, all right, man, it's okay. <laughs> okay. It's okay let's to go. just stay in the house for a change. Like, just, wow. oh, <laughs> damn. Like, have a night in, just relax, mm. take it easy, show up, just win. Like, all the stuff with the Warriors, all, like, now they're going to start stuff with the Lakers. It's like, just win, and then we can talk.
2: Yeah, I mean X isn't always wise. Like so Lakers are playing another team that's gonna be missing some of their bigs. Like Steven Adams Mm -hmm. is ruled out for the playoffs. Brendan Clark's been out for the season. If you're just looking at this matchup, Will, like, how do you think it's gonna play out? They're gonna get Jaron Jackson
0: Jr. in foul trouble and then that's gonna be the key to winning. No, I'm I'm, Yeah, no, you're right though. Like if it's gonna be Xavier Tillman and and other guys trying to like plug up the middle there, Mm -hmm. um I do worry. I, I I do think that um the clear advantage for the, the Grizzlies is how athletic they are. They can definitely get on the fast break. They play fast. The faster type of pace is going to favor them. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, you, you do have to really trust the Lakers who are playing a lot better. I mean, even last night, I didn't think they played great. But, you know, you saw the resilience. You saw some of the other guys step up. Like, even Rui Hachimura being able to close out a game mm-hmm. and and hit some timely shots. Obviously, Schroeder did that. But they, they have different options, too. So, I, I do think for the Lakers, like, Obviously they need to get better performances from like D'Angelo Russell. He had, he went one for nine, um, made some good passes as he usually does, but you know, one for nine, obviously is not great. I thought Reeves also played a lot lower than his standard recently. He, there was maybe a little bit of like nervousness that goes into it. Um, but hopefully having gone through this experience, like you do feel like they have the advantage against Memphis, but at the same time, like I, I just also think that the subplots are going to be great, right? Like this is the the, the one matchup that is going to cause the most like debates that that end up going on, like I, I'm sure Dylan Brooks is going to be in the news every single day for the next two weeks. That's what I do. I talk. Yeah. Um, that's, that's literally no. Like, no, what do you they, think? What's he, what, what do you think Dylan Brooks is going to do, with LeBron, over the course of seven
2: games? Well, first of all, I think he's going to show up to Game One wearing that Shannon Sharp cardigan.
1: Like, oh, I really think wow. he's going to do that's, that. that. That's very good. Um, I if, like that. You know,
2: if I was his stylist, that that's what I would suggest. Um okay. Especially, are we, we going to see wearing.
1: any Lance Stevenson inspired moves? Oh, like, my... You, you know what? This year. this
2: is a Lance LeBron type level matchup yeah yeah LeBron you're right. always gets himself I mean Dylan Brooks is not a scrub but like LeBron always gets himself into like these rivalries with like role players you know <laughs> where's where's LeBron's big rivalry right you know what I mean <laughs> no I hear you you're right you're like, right I hear you you're right can, can we just get better beefs no but you're right though this is gonna be the most like social media heavy
1: yeah series how did you guys feel about watching LeBron last night like Obviously, the numbers were all there. There were yeah. some,
2: there were some turnovers that were questionable yeah. in in the fourth quarter. But like, I mean, it wasn't like him. vintage LeBron? Yeah, but he but, made all the plays you needed. Yeah, when they team. needed him, yeah. hit that three from the same spot actually, from when he saw three rims oh, against God. Steph Curry. <laughs> so tired, <laughs> man. It's, it's what happens
0: if you play like what like eighteen years or whatever? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like, man, I'm so sick of this. No, but I, I do think that like there was a level of intensity that he was able to access. Like there mm-hmm. were plays where he would, he would like chase down block at the rim then break the other way and transition and mm. finish and then come back and it's like that's impressive like I actually thought that that those days might be sort of like um gone from like I think the skill wise that that's always going to be there for him especially for a guy who's been so accomplished and trained so much but like the to maintain that level of endurance um and athleticism especially with him playing through injury which we know that's that's the case because LeBron told us <laughs> that's right so like yeah I I'm 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 Still very impressed by LeBron. Um, even the, the game-winning assist, for example. That was a great oh, play. That was a great play. You could man, tell yeah. the whole time what he was going to do. Um, but, of course, you know, the Timberwolves all collapsed. Like, five guys collapsed on him in the yeah. paint. And he like, yeah, easy kick out. So, <laughs> no, you, I, obviously, I trust LeBron.
2: Yeah, what do you think, V2? Because I know, I know uh, Joe Cash was here talking about this yesterday, too. And I, and I do agree with him. With the way the Lakers have, like, reconstructed themselves post-deadline now. You look at their record since then. You know, you look at how LeBron and AD are playing. Obviously, if they say healthy, like, can you see? Can you see the Lakers coming out of the West?
1: I don't know about coming out of the mm. West. I, I think that's, but I definitely think they can win this series. Yeah. Like, not just from a. Oh, I think the Grizzlies are annoying. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, well, I, that's I, that's, like, that's the only reason why I'm picking the Lakers. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. No, I, I legit think they can be the better team in this series. I think that you know it's com- going to come down to who can attack the paint better. I think both mm-hmm. teams are very strong inside. Um, obviously, John Barant is one of the best at getting to the basket. But uh, I think if LeBron and AD can do damage while also protecting the paint, um, and again, getting Jaron Jackson Jr. in foul trouble will probably be a huge factor. Um, And then with the reconstruction of the roster, you know, just getting enough from the outside for the Lakers will be a huge deal, right? Yeah, for sure. If D'Angelo Russell can make enough shots, uh, Austin Reeves kind of picks up from... You know, going goes back to what we saw in the regular season, not that play-in game. Um, <clears throat> I think that will be enough for them to get through this series. Um, and then I would say they would have definitely have a legit shot against, you know, the Kings or uh the Warriors. Yeah. The Warriors, mm-hmm. right? Um obviously less of a shot against the Warriors, uh, but I think uh, that would be a competitive series, but that's probably where I draw the line for them. Hmm. No, that's interesting. Um, most likely two players again to a fight in this
2: series. Gotta be Schroeder and Brooks. Ooh. <laughs> I think it has to be Schroeder Can and Can Dylan Brooks. Brooks like flip Dennis
0: Because every time I see Dennis Schroeder, it's not necessarily <laughs> I like him what he does. While he's doing No, the- <laughs> 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 honestly, someone should challenge Someone should've like flipped him upside down. Literally. Like the the OG move against Dennis Schroeder is what I'm referring to from the wow. bubble. Or from the Tampa season. But um no, I mean like Dylan Brooks, there's definitely going to be beef. Like, it's guaranteed to be beef in this yeah, series. Yeah. Like, and, and for no specific reason, I don't think the Lakers <laughs> are trying to beef with them. but what I do. That's all. This is what the Grizzlies do, man. Yeah. So, I, I'm excited to see this. This is going to be blockbuster. I mean, it's not going to be the highest quality of basketball. I'm not going to lie. Like, mm. quality basketball-wise, I probably look, you know. You're not going to be Suns taking your eyes off. You're not going to be able to take your, look at that one more You closely, can't take your but, eyes off
2: this one, though. No, I, I can't.
0: Like. And you're never going to be able to. Like, something very memorable is going to happen from this series. So, I'm I'm, I'm I would say I'm looking forward to it. But also, like, you got to
2: give Dylan Book some credit, too. Like, he's also a really good defender. He's going to make LeBron work. Yeah, yeah, no, it'll be a fun matchup on the court. It's just you know there's going to be extracurriculars. Yeah, like there's going to be a lot of extra quicklers. Um, we were talking about this too. V. By the way, is this why they signed Tristan Thompson? Is is he like? The, <laughs> remember when the Cavs
0: signed Dante Jones for their playoff run? That's right. And he would only come in to like put a hit on people, like be right. like, "Oh, Bismarck, I almost got 20 rebounds. Let's sub in Dante Jones." It's and maybe, time for a cheap shot. Yeah, like you know, like is that is that what Tristan's role is? Because someone someone on the timeline yesterday was just like, "You yeah, Tristan, wow, the Lakers really just got Tristan courtside tickets for the whole <laughs> playoff run, but like
2: eventually you're gonna have to pay for those."
0: So if <laughs> Tristan's on the court at any point against the Grizzlies. Yeah. I need a I need
2: a Woj alert and a Shams alert on my phone directly. Remember when so remember when Dante Jones you mentioned like signs at the end of the season, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think they like pro- prorate, prorate his salary. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, the yeah, fines, yeah. yeah. So then the fines were literally like $10,000 for every like chop to the head yeah. of another player. Like that's actually a great loophole. Uh, yeah. By these NBA teams, and remember LeBron being like, "Yeah, I'll pay all of those." Yeah, <laughs> while like Dante is just in the corner, so they, they got to do great. it
1: to whoever has the highest salary on the team.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's um, yeah, that's fair. That's a little pocket watching. No, we were talking about too earlier this week. I think Will and I might have been talking about this off air, just like trying to come up with an NBA like most hated team, like in terms of like players who are like villains, right? And, and guys that just like get under people's skin. So like Dylan Brooks was on that list, right? Mm. I think Gobert has to be on that list. No one likes. Gobert. <laughs> okay, if your own teammate punches you, you you are automatically first ballot Hall of Famer on this team. Uh, Draymond, I think would, would go on this list as well. Probably. Mm. Um, Although I think everyone respects Draymond, they just probably just yes, but just he gets like under a, like people's yeah, skin. Yeah. Um, Pat Beverly. Yeah, Pat Bev. Yeah. That's how the conversation started, actually, because we're talking <laughs> Raps Bulls. Do you feel like people will get annoyed at Steven Adams,
0: but they just can't fight him because he's too much, like, he's too big for everybody to fight? Yeah. I, I feel like people
2: go, take shots at Steven Adams a lot. Yeah, but they are they know what they're getting into. Yeah, it's so they can't fight yeah. him. They just got to, like, sit there and pout. <laughs> Has Serge ever fought Steven? So you no, know, but they were teammates, though. They were teammates. Okay, yeah, so they, teammates. they didn't fight. I put CP3 on this list, too, just because okay, he okay. just annoys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see that. Yeah. I see that for sure. yeah. And then I was trying to think of more. those are the main ones that I came up with. Did that's, I miss any key that's people? pretty good. And I was trying to think too. It, like, I mean, the
0: commonality is that
2: everyone plays defense in that group. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, like yeah, the more yeah. you play defense, the more I people mean, are going to be annoyed at you. I mean, Kyle got hated on when he played defense in the All Star game. Remember that? Remember how everyone was so upset he was drawing charges? <laughs> I mean, in the fourth. Have you quarter? seen a charge in the All Star game? Have since? you seen a good All Star game since? Um, that's true. I was mm-hmm. trying to think too. Top five player. Uh, top five players most hated by just the Raptors fan base. Well, Joel's got to be in yeah, there. Yeah, Joel Embiid's there. Yeah. Um, anytime so, any I'll, of us talk about him winning MVP, we get tomatoes thrown at us. Well, I'm like, yeah, Joel's a really good player, you know, he's leading the league in scoring and everyone's like, "Boo." <laughs> <laughs> like, right. They literally reply on Twitter just writing "Boo." Uh, Anyone Marcus else smart? Yeah, yeah. okay, smart.
1: smart. Yeah. I put Gohan Dragage in the in
2: here too just cuz he's most hated. Like, it's like smart.
1: Like he did the Paul Pierce thing, right? Like he took the Game of Thrones, like after the. Oh, Celtics did he do that? Won that series. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, tw- yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. He okay. tweeted out a In picture of him on the throne. Oh, yeah, he
2: did call himself, I think, King of the North. Yeah, 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 or something yeah, like yeah. That too. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, Goron is there. I put LeBron there LeBron's too. nobody there. ever Go wants to hear any stuff, revisits know. of LeBronto or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, including I remember Sportsnet put out like a top ten LeBron highlights against Toronto last that was, year. That, we had nothing and, uh, to do with
0: that. To be and clear, tomatoes were company.
2: tomatoes were thrown at the social media. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, you know, I might have thrown one myself. Yeah. So yeah. that was a uh, that was the most hated list. I think so. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. That was uh 25 minutes of not Raptors Bulls. So uh, let's take a break and then we'll finally get to it.
0: I can't wait. Raptors right. Bulls.
2: We're gonna take that break. I've been your host, Walu, and you've been listening to the Raptor Show on
0: the Sports Night Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Brett Rivers sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with BetRivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19+. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connext Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge.
2: Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back to The Raptor Show on the Sports Night Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Blue. I continue to be joined by Alex Wong and Vivek Jacob as we look ahead to tonight's play-in matchup between the Toronto Raptors and the Chicago Bulls.
2: Alex, what do you got for us? It's here, man. It's here. You know, I was thinking, to you know, there's so much talk this week about, like, Bulls, Raptors, and, like, winning the possession battle. mm I feel like they should just put uh the possessions up on the scoreboard tonight. <laughs> I think the winner of possessions should just win. How about we just change the game? No points. We're just, <laughs> just assuming we're just gonna assume we're just assuming right away that there's gonna be a lot of misses and yeah, therefore yeah, yeah. a lot of possessions to be won. Yeah. To be fair, Raptors would still win probably ninety six to eighty eight. It'd be the same score, I feel yeah. like. I feel like we need like a negative box score. You know what I mean? <laughs> like how many shots missed? um how many turnovers yep. you know like you I mean like oh, just a negative aspect no a, a yeah. pure basketball game just isn't enough for me for for this nine that's, 10. Not, how,
0: that's not how we play man we don't play pure basketball we play <sighs> we play anti basketball.
2: yeah Vivek jacob i know you you put up a preview of the series uh today you can head to raptors.com and, I, and check it out and i saw mm-hmm. you know you had an article published at raptors.com over the weekend congrats on that um thank you when uh, I know you were watch- you've been watching films studying this um, and we've talked a lot about this series as you can tell I'm trying to avoid it but um if there is one thing that you want to point to right like all this these different matchups and like storylines that we're looking at, like what is the one thing you're looking at tonight in terms of you know what's going to determine who wins tonight's game
1: I think when you look at what Chicago and Toronto have been really effective at is uh, Chicago actually has forced. fourth most turnovers since uh, getting Pat Beverly and Toronto as we know are really good at that they forced the second most since getting Jacoperto and so I think that's kind of what the game comes down to in the matchup itself the Raptors have actually been better at executing that over the three games they've been able to force 59 turnovers but they've only turned it over 36 times and so if they can maintain that I think that'll be a big advantage Um, I think the thing you just have to be really smart Uh, about is, you know, when you're going up against guys like Alex Caruso and Dosumu and Pat Williams, like, those guys are really good at, you know, batting the ball away, not committing fouls. So that's the other impressive thing about Chicago is, like, they force the fourth most turnovers, but they also have, they foul, like, the fourth least, Hmm. which is something the Raptors don't do. The Raptors foul a lot, right? And so I think that's something, if you're the Raptors, you're going into this game... You're 28th in free throw attempt rate, so you're not getting to the line. If they're constantly, you know, hacking at the ball and getting it away and you're not get, getting the whistle, you can't get caught up in that. That's something that Chicago is just good at, and you're not good at getting to the line. So what are you really complaining about, right? You can't get sucked into that. And so I think that turnover battle is, is going to be huge.
2: Yeah. What about you, Will? What's your What's your one thing? Shout out, A. Marie. Shouts to Amory, man. <laughs> one thing is her one song too by the way um she got at least
0: oh no she doesn't let me look Um, it up but the i mean it's it's simplistic to say this but it's really going to come down to which of the role players can hit their shots consistently on from three in in particular i think both teams are going to put a lot of attention towards the top options and the ball is going to be most open on the perimeter for both sides knowing that both sides are not great three-point shooting teams and because this is a one game you know play-in Anything could happen, right? So it could be a scenario where, like Caruso, who's not typically a good three point shooter, gets into a rhythm and he knocks down like three or four, or like you know on the Raptors side, Scotty, who you know could knock down like three or four threes, and that could really swing it in their favor. So I think that's more than anything else that's being the big differential here. I mean, it's it's also one thing watching the two games last night it was a good reminder of like just how intense these games will be, and so you have to have the mental toughness to play through mistakes. Obviously, you got to manage the timeouts well and sort of stop the game when you need to, right? Don't let it get out of hand. Don't let them build a big lead. Um, and, of course, when those dry spells happen, like, you start to maintain your composure more than anything else. Because, like, even, like, last night, for example, the Lakers, like, they went through dry spells their, themselves in, in the fourth quarter. It's not like their offense was humming, but they're able to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And and that's, that's the whole game. Like, you're not going to have the same rhythm that you would in the regular season of, like, the other team's just going to fold for a while. The bench is going to come in and, and play their minutes because, you know, the second half of back-to-back and they got to limit, you know, how much they overextend the starters. Like, you have to be focused for the whole game. And that's like a mental discipline um, in addition to, you know, the the regular stuff of having to make shots. So um, we'll, we'll see how mentally sort of tough the Raptors are in a game like this.
1: Yeah. You, you mentioned the bench. Would you pick uh, one guy that you think is going to make the difference tonight? Yeah. Um, I
0: mean, it's. I think the easy and the right answer is definitely Gary. Um, but to me, it's like whichever big the Raptors end up playing off the bench, w- you know, we'll see if Nick is courageous enough to turn to a guy like Christian Coloco, for example. Um, but I just want my bet, my bench bigs, whichever it's going to be in terms of Christian or or Chris or, or Precious, like these guys have to be able to box out Andre Drummond. The last thing I want to see is the Bulls get like five or six extra possessions because Drummond is just like throwing these guys around. Mm-hmm. And that physicality will be there, and the whistle will be different in terms of allowing that to happen. So the Raptors really need to sort of um, not just outwork Drummond on the boards, but also break out in transition and use their advantage and speed to sort of get on the open floor and sort of capitalize on him on that front because the bulls are going to have
2: size in the middle at all times yeah i think someone like chris too coming off the bench with like his energy and his hustle could play like a huge part in tonight's game and he's never been shy to to take those three pointers when it's there for him i know he hasn't shot a great from three this year but you talk about in a in a one-game sample yeah you know i think for me if two guys i'm gonna invoke the the svihalik rule you know i think if two two guys on the raptors hit three or more threes that that might be enough of a bar for the Raptors to, <laughs> yeah. to move on. No, like for real though. Like I, I look at even the Timberwolves last night. Like they they hit sixteen threes, and that was a huge reason why they almost pulled off that upset. Right? Mm-hmm. And and I think if you just get a couple guys like you mentioned, I think Gary is someone you know that 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 could you know go off for for whatever twenty twenty five points here. Um, someone like Chris as well. Um, who, who's a who's a one player? Like who do you think is like the most important player tonight for for the Raptors? Be because I think. You know, you look at the starting lineup, too. I know there's been a lot of talk about the matchup um, of OG against Damar. And obviously, you can look at Scotty, you can look at Fred, and obviously Pascal as well, right, as the number one guy on this team. Like, who's the the one guy that you're kind of keying in on, looking at, like, how they're going to
1: perform tonight? Yeah, I think it is OG. Mm I I think when you look at the matchup with Damar, he's done a good job of that throughout the games that they've had against each other so far. Damar's just averaged 14 points a game against the Raptors, and a, a lot of that, you know... Uh, has been OG doing the work early, uh, you know, denying him the ball, um, making him catch it as, as far out as possible. And then on top of that, you know, there's been good help. And and so the Raptors have to be, you know, good with their scramble sort of sequences after that. And, you know, rotations. But uh, I think OG is going to be really critical on that end of the floor. Um, and then on the other end as well, you got to put pressure on Demar defensively, right? Like you can't mm-hmm. it, let him catch a break there. And so... Well, when you uh, the Bulls like to match Demar with Scottie, but if you can get out in transition, semi-transition, and not allow them to make that switch, then you get OG into those possessions. He's got to look to attack him. And to OG's credit, that last game where you know the Raptors had Pirtle, uh, the Bulls had Beverly. OG did a really good job of attacking Demar on the other end as well. Even in the fourth quarter, he had that monster dunk all over him. Mm-hmm. And so I think OG has elevated his play to the point where I think he can be the biggest differentiator uh, tonight.
2: Yeah. And, you know, Will, on, on the topic of that, you know, Demar was at Morning Show Uh this morning. You know, he was asked about OG and he said that Uh, quote he's definitely become an elite perimeter defender in this league and it started with me kicking his ass in practice every day and then you know demar was asked by by the local reporters about his favorite postseason memory in this building he talked about game six of the 2016 conference finals and just getting chills walking off the court after the season ended Um, that was famously when you know lebron complimented the toronto crowd I'm sure you remember. I remember that. Yeah. Very clearly. <laughs> no, I wouldn't pick that not, as my, your, my favorite postseason favorite. memory. Why did he pick game four when he had a really good fourth quarter? Uh no, and he they, he, they t- lost, t- they t- lost <laughs> this game about like thirty, so Yeah. Um and then he talked about his connection to Toronto. He said, Quote, I was a kid when I came here. I didn't know a damn thing about nothing. My whole understanding of being an adult started here. Being a father, understanding how to be a professional basketball player, just a genuine connection from day one. This is, you know, obviously the main kind of narrative storyline coming into into this matchup.
0: Yeah, listen, um, I think I think you know Drake said it best. You know, said he oh. loved me like I'm Demar Derozan. Everyone oh, loves sorry. Demar Derozan in, mm-hmm. in Toronto, right? Like, obviously, he deserves a ton of respect for everything he's done here. My personal feeling on this is just like how are you making this all about Demar and how much more can we welcome Demar in an opponent where you're lit- he's the opponent right now like can we get, can we get this clear like he's the opponent should right now should we
2: retire his jersey before the game
0: tonight? well i mean based on the reception he's gotten so far it feels like they're gonna right because like again like he is the opponent right now mm. he's gotten more love in the previews and all the conversations and i've been to the practices in toronto i've i've obviously heard the pregame here as well there's been so much love given to DeMar, and I'm like, absolutely. He deserves this and, and more. But afterwards, please ask them. You know what? If the Raptors be, win tonight, someone should go to the podium and ask DeMar DeRozan, what's your favorite playoff moment? And, and, and what, do you, what, 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 what do you feel when you come back to Toronto? Because you know what I mean? Like, he's the opponent right now. Like, we're, we're doing way too much, man. We're like, there's like, you know, you go through and you listen to the practice interviews, and it's like, you know, what was how was DeMar to you as a vet? I'm like, I don't care right now. No offense. Like, no offense. Like, he's the opponent right now. Do we understand this? Like, we we would not do this for anybody else. And obviously, DeMar is much more special to our hearts as Raptor fans than anyone else. But right now, he's the opponent. We got to make that very clear. Like, I'm not saying that reporters have to be hostile towards DeMar, a guy who's done a great job in terms of dealing with the media. And so, obviously, he's going to be treated with lots of respect in addition to what he did on the court. But, like, we have to make this clear, man. He is the opponent right now. Like, please. All we right. should be focusing on how to stop him and how to attack him. That's it. Afterwards, we can lionize him when we want.
2: All right. If, if Nick Nurse has got his mind and on Houston, the way, they is, should use to... that as a pregame situation. No, this, <laughs> a, this applies to when they
0: play, if if they win tomorrow, and the conversation is going to be like, hey, what was Kyle like to you as a vet? You know, like, <laughs> oh hey, Kyle, remember, when, remember how much you loved please. driving on the QEW and, and the DVP? And like, you know, oh, my God, the championship and the, the assist records <laughs> and all this. No, no, like afterwards, please. Like, they're the opponent right now, and you have to win tonight. I don't want to make him feel any more comfortable than he needs to be.
2: Yeah, what do you think about this hater speech from uh, from Will V? I get where Will is coming from. Mm.
1: I I think it's reasonable to be like, hey, man, he's the opponent. Like, you're just trying to win a game tonight. Like, I I remember even, you know, when uh, DeMar had that first game back, it was a lot of love, right? Mm -hmm. But when Kawhi and Kyle double teamed DeMar and got that steal, mm, the Raptors fans were ecstatic. Yeah. It wasn't like anyone was feeling for DeMar in that situation, right? They, they just wanted to win the game. Mm. And so that's the approach tonight. Just win the game. And, you know, maybe maybe there's some, like, Raptors fans who still, you know, feel a little bit uh, of a way about, you know, winning the championship without Damar. And it's like, oh, okay, let him have this one, you know? Which you shouldn't then, feel that way. This, the the whole goal be, is to win the and championship. And this can be, like, his championship yeah. kind of thing, to, you know? No, <laughs> that, that should not be the thinking at <laughs> but, all. No, but I'm saying, I I, yeah. I do think there are some people who feel that way, Sure, right? Like, the, I, I've seen tweets that people are like, I'm ready for DeMar to, like, bury us at the buzzer. Right? Like, <laughs> like, what I, like, are we doing? No, what, but I, what are we doing No, I think here? that part is just more, I think a lot of Raptors fans are just frustrated with this season. Yeah, and I think, no, the and thing, I think that's part yeah. of it, too. I, yeah. think, I think some people are just like, hey, this team is not going to accomplish anything in the postseason anyway. Mm-hmm. So I Lamar don't think I don't think that's unfair to but, think. But, yeah. but like I,
0: can we at least play the games first. I mean, I agree with yes. you for sure. Like yeah. that's not how the season is trended. Obviously, if, sure. you, if you know what's going on behind the scenes, all this kind of stuff, like this is not sort of the way you would predict this to go, but at least play the games first. That's uh, what we're you. here to do in the first place, right? Now you're in this you're in the opposition you're in this position here. If you win the play in here, it'll be pretty lit. If you win on Friday, <laughs> it'll be really lit. And then you go into Milwaukee, which obviously is gonna be a tough series, but if you take any games out of that, we'll guarantee to be excited, right?
1: Hard the, the, out.
0: the whole point of this is to, like, actually take something out of it. And if there's going to be one damn positive that comes out of the season, it needs to be right now. And so that's why I don't want to hear about this, like, nostalgia about, like, DeMar DeRozan. Like, enough. Like, Mm. really, it's enough. I get it. Like, the the times with DeMar are a lot better than the times we're having right now. But we're in right now. You can't live in the past. So, like... Like one, the March. Why would you look
2: at me so closely no. when you said you can't live in the past? Man. No, when DeMar in the the on? Tonight, is it going to be a of ovation?
0: Are people going to be wearing DeMar DeRozan jerseys to this thing? Like, what are we doing here, man? Would you wear a LeBron James jersey to one? One the Raptors play
2: the Cavs? No. I mean, if I paid seven hundred bucks for a ticket, I don't can't afford another jersey. Maybe. No, so. man.
0: Just wear the free T. <laughs> play it
2: all. Yeah, man. we didn't even speculate about the T. Play in tees. A play in T. Okay, I'm finally excited for this game. No, I'm with you. I think. Everything that you said, plus like, I don't know about you guys, but I know. I know. The whole narrative is like, oh, they they could have to go through Demar and Kyle to like get to the. I don't care. No, to like. For, I, I don't care. It's not even that I don't care. Like for me, it's like those narratives are like over already. Like Demar had his run here. They're gone. He already went to San Antonio. This is his second team now since Toronto. Yeah. Toronto's closed the book on the on the championship after acquiring Kawhi. Yeah. Like Kyle had his run here and a full storyline here, mm-hmm. winning the championship. Like to me, I actually don't. Maybe this is just me, but like I don't feel any nostalgia. I don't feel anything about them having to go through Demar and Kyle. That would have been a cool story. I don't know. Like, maybe the year after they right. like immediately traded for Demar, right? Like, God, everyone has moved on, including the Raptors yeah. organization. No, but right? said it himself, man. He said it himself. Like, no one's thinking about the championship anymore. Like, 2019 right. is over. And he said this, like, a year yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah, for me, right? it's about ending ending Patrick Beverly's play-in uh, streak and ending, okay. ending, <laughs> you, ending are, you, and, cannot, you cannot have that man celebrating. And ending Scotiabank Udonis Haslam's end career. Time. Like, that, right, right. that to me is, is,
1: is the push for this week. Yeah. Bulletin board.
2: And for me, <laughs> all I want to see is this Raptors
0: group come together, play hard, and what are they made of? Like, what is their character? Forget all the other mm-hmm. stuff. Forget, like, okay, Nick's off quitting on the season. Forget, like, all the other stuff about, like, how the season was disappointing or, like, how they came up short in the fourth quarter. It's like, you're in this position now. You still have an opportunity to play through it. So, like, I actually want to see the Raptors play through it. And that's a sign of their character, right? That's one of the things I do admire for a guy like Kyle or a guy like DeMar is that, like, they had adversity in Toronto, and then they overcame it to certain degrees, right? Eventually they ran into problems, but, like, for a long time they couldn't win after a first round, right? But, of course, that's what the playoff experience did for them, Mm -hmm. right? And they were able to get tougher and tougher as sort of those uh, heartbreaks happened. So I'm hoping for that, to, you know, for this to be a very important lesson for the Raptors no matter what. Because, again, like, you can only make the best of the situation we're in
1: right now. Look, for the players, Like the best way in sports to show respect is to compete. And so for all the love that you have for Damar, all the love that you might have for Kyle, the best way to show that love and that respect is to go at him as hard as you can. Agree. Use all those secrets that you know from practicing against him, all those seasons that you spent together with him. Mm -hmm. Use that. Empty the clip tonight and then potentially on Friday.
2: Yeah. What a path to the eighth seed, man. Um, no, <laughs> V, you mentioned this earlier, too. You're like, oh, some fan bases are like, oh, some, some fans are like, oh, I, I hope DeMar just like, you know, buries the game-winning shot ends the season. What do you make, too, when you look at the Raptors, too, of like, oh, what they can get out of this, like, this, these two games in the play-in? Because, like, Will was referencing that, too, right? Like, yeah. forget about the regular season type. Like, let's let's get sal- salvage something, make something out of this. Do you yeah. see a silver lining of them, like, winning two games this week?
1: I don't know if I'd call it a silver lining, mm-hmm. but I think I think there's still more that can be learned about this team if you can get into a playoff environment and get into a, a series against the Bucs. And so if you uh, are able to come through these two games, then that's more information that you can gain about, you know, Yach at center against a Bucks type you know, drop defense going up against Brook Lopez. What does that look like? You can get more information about, you know, Scotty going up... Uh, uh, in that matchup, you know, and, and you can just evaluate more, you know, Pascal, uh, you know, in his role, what, what does that look like going up against the Bucks who are obviously like to me, they're the favorite to win the title. And, and so I think that information is there for you if you can make it through these two games. And, and so um, that could clarify what your off-season plans need to be even more. And so for me, that would be something worth fighting for.
2: Yeah. So you still think there's things to learn? things that will inform the off season. I think there's,
0: I mean, look, the front office is not going to make a decision just based on what happens in the play-in. Maybe mm. in a full course of a playoff series, one game is just too much to sort of uh, mm. put weight in. But at the same time, like, I think for, more than anything else, like, it's a learning process of how to fight, how to handle the pressure of this game, how to even manage the emotions that come into a game like this. Right? We might say, oh, it's just a play-in. We've seen other things. Well, a lot of these guys haven't on the roster. We're talking about the championship year. Of course, other guys, uh, you know, have played in the playoffs before, too, but, like, there's a certain preparation that goes into this. Like, even for me, as just a fan and a media member covering this, I couldn't sleep really for much of the night just thinking about this, this play-in matchup. <laughs> That's your problem. <laughs> <Do> you <laughs> take those problems offline. No, <laughs> I'm serious, man. So, like, th- th- there's a learning process that comes with oh, all I hear, of this. I right? I hear, Manage I hear. expectations, coming yep. to the game. What happens if your shot's not falling? How do mm-hmm. you play in different ways? Like, I'm looking to see that fight in that character from the Raptors. More than anything else, we've seen the Raptors not fight in a lot of this the season mm-hmm. that's what's disappointing when they went into boston what happened they just rolled over mm-hmm. and they splintered and i hate that right and so can they when they need to when there's nothing else because you literally have to win or you're going home what can they do in this moment it's a real sign of character mm-hmm. of what they can do so yes of course i'm going to be excited rooting for this game and and I'm, i and for me like it, it's going to be very informative to see how the players react to this moment
2: Man, the booth is going to be fun tonight, man. Based I'm going to on, be booing <laughs> Demar the whole time. Based I'm on sorry, his man. He's the enemy right now. I feel like Bulls beat reporters should have, um, in the same way that we asked about Demar, should have yeah. asked the raps about Otto Porter. Or, or he was a, he was Young. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you, exactly.
0: Do you think No and, uh, and Casey Johnson was like, hey, Zach, you know, what's it going to feel like to see Thad Young again? Wasn't he a great vet for you? Like, man, I, I don't want to hear this right now. You know what I mean? You'd be laughed out of the Chicago, whatever radio stations they got over there.
2: WGN. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now it's time for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. It's our first play-in tournament edition of Between the Lines. we got Big V here with us as well. I want to switch it up a little bit, Will. Oh, okay. wanted to make you guess the line before I do the <laughs> oh, line. Oh, it's so fun. Hey. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: Toronto Raptors, okay. 27 and 14 at home, hosting the Chicago Bulls.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I, honestly, it's not that uneven of a matchup, but I think that with the Raptors being at home, I think typically I've heard Blake say that that was like worth three points. <laughs> so I'm going to say that's three points. And then I think the Raptors have the slight edge in addition. So I'm going to say like four and a half.
2: Damn, pretty close. Raptors are minus six. Six point favorite. <laughs> sorry, sorry, did I <laughs> say that <a> out <laughs> My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? This guy's always (laughs) shook unless it's refs (laughs) 0.5. So Raptors are six-point favorites tonight here in Toronto. So it's time for the official prediction. Uh, V, I will start with you.
1: Um, I'm going to pick the Raptors to win this game. Mm. Uh, I will probably, uh, you know. This guy's hedging. (laughs) I'll probably (laughs) take the Bulls to cover. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But but yeah, I I think the Raptors will win this game. Um, you know, number nine seed is a four and O against the 10 seed. So no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Raps could make history, bad history tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's got, he's
2: got the Raptors to, to win the bulls to we'll, cover. Do you think we'll, um, do, do you think
0: we'll win a close game against them? Like do you like in a close game, which if, if it is close down the stretch, like which, which team has the advantage in execution?
1: Um, I, I think the Raptors would need to be front runners, like whether it's a two-point lead, three-point lead. I think they would like if they're the ones that are down a couple, then I'd be nervous. Mm. But you know, close game if they if they have the advantage, I, I, I trust them to close it out. Hmm. Okay. Will, what's your pick? I'm gonna pick the Raptors. That's what I've done all season, and it's uh, it's worked for me half the <laughs> Sorry, time.
0: Sorry,
2: Mark Savell, you've been following his picks all season <laughs> and putting money
0: on it. No, listen, I mean like the Raptors are gonna be at home, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do think that it's going to really come down to sort of if the Raptors start well, because if the Raptors, the pattern this season, like you can tell what the Raptors are going to be about that night in the first five minutes, mm-hmm. right? Um, and if, I, I do think that if the Raptors get off to a good start, which I do think will happen in this scenario, I think there's multiple areas in which the Raptors can play through. You can play through Scotty, you can play through OG, you can play through Pascal in this matchup, you can play through the pick and roll in the middle. Um, and of course, if Nick Nurse does what I think Nick Nurse is going to do in this in this matchup, which is to play his starters 40 minutes, then i i do think that the Raptors starters are better than chicago starters so i, I will pick toronto and uh if they lose then uh, get ready for a generational react pod because you can already tell i'm quite cranky as it is
2: you oh, he's so cranky i'm gonna go with the bulls plus six. Um, oh. raptors just haven't earned my trust all season and, that's fair and, you've been consistent on that point. at any point that they've had to you know i can't i can't even count on one hand like all the scenarios where they've stepped up in like a must-win scenario i know the home card advantage is good the bulls aren't even that good of a team but i don't know Raps have been giving us signs that they're ready for the season to end. So I'm going to go with Bulls plus six. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But anyway, that was Between the Lines brought to you by Brett Rivers. It's
0: a whole new game. And that does it for us today. I've been your host, Willu. And you've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And subscribe and please rate and review the show. Reminder, streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel. And airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks once again to Vivek Jacob, uh, producer and co-host, Alex Wong, our board producer, Derek Brandow, Jennifer Owen, they for helping with the YouTube stream. Raptors please win tonight. He stayed in our hearts. He stayed in our hearts. Not mine.